This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with That Snack, Polly Cupcakes. Welcome to my podcast. <laughs> Your podcast? Yeah, it's mine. You are you are but a lowly co-host. It's mine. Look, I've already gone through one co-host. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen Braveheart, right? Yes, of so course. The crazy Irish dude. He's like, I'm the most man wanted, most wanted man on my island, and they're like, your island. He goes, Yeah, it's mine. <laughs> and he's he's speaking of Ireland. Yeah, the so that's, island. That's me right now. It's right. mine. Okay, that's weird, dude. That's weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's fucking weird. Um, <clears throat> anyways, folks, the Hockey Podcast Network has individual feeds now. We've told you about it, and if you haven't subscribed to ours, you're fucking up. <clears throat> Hit us up on that feed. Follow us if you're an iTunes user. Subscribe. Give us a rating, five stars only, and a review. Positive. Tell us how great we are. Right, Polly? Yeah. I I have an iPhone, and I can easily get to our podcast and every other podcast on the network just on the iPod app, or the I, iTunes iTunes podcast app. It's easy. You just type in what you want, and you get the individual feed you want. You can rate each podcast individually. Show us some love, because we know you're your favorite. And, you know, just... Right. And that you don't have to scroll through all of the other podcasts that are on the network, right? Right. And if you, if you type us in, you should get suggested other network podcasts there's some other good stuff on the network check them out individually and it won't clog clog up your storage space absolutely and speaking of other podcasts we had the tip of the iceberg boys nick and nick and our little baby sister podcast uh the penguins podcast they are gonna be on here during the washington wraparound uh we had a really good conversation with them Immediately following our spoiler alert, amazing win against the Penguins this week. Big dub. Yeah. So, I mean, with that, I guess we should just pop one for him, huh? Hell yeah. One, two, three. All right, ladies and gentlemen, not a lot of league news. I mean, trade deadlines being crazy. <clears throat> As always, the big trade that went down is David Backus, who we've discussed. Uh, about uh, you know in depth in this pod, um, and Axel Anderson from the Bruins go. Oh wait, and a first round pick. So Backus, Axel Anderson, and a first rounder in 2020 to Anaheim for Andre Kasi. That man, we keep saying it. Sellers market, huh? Yeah, it seems like a lot, but. Anderson, I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. But he's like a, a prospect, and then, but a, but a 2020 first rounder, huh? For Kase, I mean, yeah, he must really be something they think can help him help them right now because Boston is obviously their core is aging. Right. So if they're gonna make a run, it's in the next couple years. I mean, they're if not now. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like they have like a three year window max. Right. So 
in Bacchus, he was just a useless contract anyway for them. So and this I is think, good. Yeah, and I think Boston's retaining like half oh. of oh. the salary. So. But it's good they're getting him off their hands. Yeah, and, and it, it's kind of a class move, I guess, yeah. because Bacchus gets to play in the NHL again. That's what I was going to say. Hopefully Anaheim puts him on the roster. I don't see why they wouldn't. They suck. <laughs> right. Um, and, you know, maybe he can finish out the season for Anaheim and feel comfortable to, uh, to retire because he got to end in the right. NHL. Or maybe it's a little bit of a resurgence for his NHL career. Sure. And, I mean, that'll be a, that'll, that'll be a wait-and-see thing. But, uh, you know, it's crazy, though. Anaheim has retained so much salary. I'm pretty sure they're still retaining salary for Perry. Ooh. A lot of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's... Right, so Anaheim is basically a dumpster fire. Uh, that sucks, but we'll see. I mean, definitely in the throes of a rebuild. Uh, and again, we've talked about this all month. Basically, the the league right now, the 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 teams that know they're in the shitter and suck are in full blown sell everything, fire sale, rebuild mode. Oh so, yeah, they're not hiding it. Right, and like, so like next season is going to be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of this season's pretty crazy already. You know, what what the hell are these teams going to do and, and what, what's going to go down there? Who knows? Um, but it's clear that the teams that are selling assets are stocking up for this this draft and next year's. Yeah. So. Which, apparently, this draft is loaded. So. Right. It's a good time to do it. Absolutely. So you might see the beginnings of teams that are in the shitter working their way out and teams that are dealing for current assets pushing them over the edge. You know, I, uh, I'm i a big uh, change of the guard kind of guy. Are you? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I love the parody in the NHL, and it would be great. Basically, half the teams make the playoffs, right? So, right. like, more than half. I think it'd be wonderful if within the next year or two, everybody who misses this year makes it. You know, next like, year, even next year, the year after. Like, it'd just be, <clears throat> it's just fun to see. You know, right. the NFL, it's always the same damn teams. Sure. That's why everybody was so excited about the Titans this year because they right. came out of nowhere. So, yeah. yeah. And the, I mean, the Chiefs, even. Yeah. Well, I'm a Raider fan, so <laughs> fuck the Chiefs. But. Uh, yeah, hopefully all this selling that these teams are doing, you know, uh, gives them a chance to turn it around in the near future. Right, right. Um, I'm happy with the Caps acquisition and Brendan Dillon. We'll get to that later on. But, you know, let's get right into the wraparound, Polly, because this interview is pretty good and long. But uh, we want to get to it and let you Caps fans enjoy us chirping the Penguins boys, all right? Yep. All right, Caps fans. You know, this week, if not for what just happened, was a goddamn shit show. Uh, I said we'd get six points. In fact, we got three. Yeah. You said five, right, Paulie? I did, yeah. So we were both just grasping for air at this point at, 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 yeah. at the beginning of the week and uh, and uh you know we both came up short what were you saying well if, if i had to summarize this week it would be ovechkin ovechkin victory 
<laughs> we don't have to talk about the other games other than Ovechkin. Yeah, we don't have a lot here, Caps fans. I mean, we've we've beat this horse to death and then beyond. Um, we think, oh well, I think, Polly, I won't speak for you. I think it's it's a system thing. I think that Todd Reardon and his coaching staff has quite a lot of shortcomings um, to get through. Though I won't, I will put more than half blame on them but at the same time it's not their responsibility to motivate players to be good at hockey and want to win yeah especially with a team like the washington capitals who have all the tools at their at their disposal absolutely i um you've definitely gotten me to buy in to your systems argument i agree i think the coaching needs to change a philosophy before reardon gets himself fired and a big part of it is they're buying into the system and they're getting so goal hungry that they're forgetting to play defense. Right. And I think that is why the breakout in the neutral the neutral zone play is so bad because they're just looking for their next odd man rush that they're not playing defense. Right. It's like uh it's like playing with a bunch of hot boys in beer league. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like your brother. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Parker? <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, moving on. On Thursday, 2.20, we were playing Montreal at home, right? Yep. That is a That ends up being a 4-3 overtime loss against a Habs team who literally only has carry price. I mean, you could tell me that Armia and Tartar and all these other players are impact players for that team, but that's really like being the tallest midget at this point. So... You're looking at a four-three overtime loss, you know. When and 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 we're down again. We we get scored on first. We get piled on, you know. Um, and and we come back with a Tom Wilson goal, right, to throw us in overtime and then immediately lose fifty-eight seconds in with whoever the fuck Sherratt is, who this big motherfucker, who the fuck is that guy? Eight goals on the year, two well, with the Caps. That's nine now. Oh, well, nine. Nine. Yeah, that was his ninth goal. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we're giving him like 20% of his goals. <laughs> um, <laughs> more than 20%. So the the red flags that poke out, at this game at least, John Carlson and Dylan, you know, Brendan Dylan's first game, they that pair was on the ice for three goals against John Carlson, who had made his name as a shutdown guy, has had some amazing. I mean, he's in he's in the seventy point range right now. Um, so he's had an amazing year, but he you, you can't forget where you came from, right? Right. Got to got to continue to shut him down. Um, so basically, they and and. I can't. I'm not going to shit on Dylan because he's brand new. Got to give him a few games to work it in, right? Oh, absolutely. That that was what I was going to say. Is Carlson needs to pick up the slack in this situation while Dylan adjusts to his new teammates and his new system. Right, and a lot of things that I read on Dylan after this game, particularly, were like, "Oh, he was kind of invisible." Blah 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 blah. I thought he made a couple great outlet passes and was a physical and. A physical defenseman, along with shut down a couple odd man, a uh, one odd man rush, especially um, in 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 this game, and and I thought he played a, really a solid defensive game. Yeah, he was out there for three goals against, but it's a team, it's a team here, you know. Yeah. 
So I'm not I'm not willing to th- to toss the baby out with the bathwater here. Uh, the bright spot, Ovi scored 699 at this point. Um, so you would think that there would be more NBC Network primetime events, uh, primetime spots for the Caps, but that was not so, uh, at least for the next game in New Jersey. Um, but before we get there, you know, the Caps at this point, I was like, they're broken. They're fucked. Uh, pitchforks and torches, bring them on out, fire Reardon, blah, 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 blah. At one, I mean, I saw a lot of hashtags, fire Todd, fire Reardon on Twitter. We'll see how that actually goes through. But I was kind of on board. Uh, the The go-ahead goal here, um, when it was like 3-2, when, they, when the Habs scored 3-2, I think, uh, with Sherratt, right? He, or maybe it was 2-1. In any case, the go-ahead goal killed me. All five guys just trying to fuck the shit out of the puck. You know, that's never going to work. They're just all in the corner, just like, give me the puck, give me the puck. And one crazy outlet pass that deflects right to Sherratt to fucking roof it is, you know, all night and day to bury. It, it's unacceptable. Yeah, It's bad hockey. Um, so, with that, let's just move on. <laughs> that's all we got to say. Ovi scored 699. Uh, all the caps were trying to fuck the puck, and we ended up losing it over time. So we salvaged the loser point, at least, which is embarrassing at that. Saturday, 2.22 in New Jersey for the 1 p.m. matinee. You know you know how the caps are with those matinee games. Really good. <laughs> it's a 3-2 regulation loss. Ovechkin scores 700. Fastest player to do so from 600 to 700. That's pretty amazing. Shows how consistent he's been throughout his career. Um, he also became the fastest player in NHL. Or he also, um, and that's at 155 games. So I don't even know who the next one was, but uh, oh, the previous record was 169. I should probably just read my notes. Yeah, right. And that was Gretzky. So that's a solid uh, math. 14 games faster than Gretzky went from 600 to 700. Yeah. So good for him. Um, only the second non-North American to reach the 700 goal total, joining Czech Republic's Jarmer Jager, ex-Cap, and unfortunately ex-Penguin. Which makes him the first Russian to hit 700. Yep. And he's the second youngest to score 700. Uh, Gretzky was the youngest. Uh, also the second fastest with... 1,143 regular games behind Gretzky's 886. (laughs) Bit of a difference there. (laughs) Damn. Um, So, all good things for Ovi. I think someone should compile all 700 goals in order and put it on the internet. Yeah, it'd be one hell of a video. Yeah, like a day and a half long. Yeah. But, you know, I thought the... And I'd watch it. Yeah, right? On, On repeat. Yeah, <laughs> uh, take a vacation a week off work. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's great that the Devils fans gave him a standing ovation. They were much. very classy about it. Yeah, and, and for them, what an amazing game! Yeah, their team's in the shitter. They get to see seven hundred, and their team pulls it out in regulation. Right, and I liked the uh, the whole team jumping off the bench. Right. It was like in miracle. When, like every goal they jumped off and celebrated as a team, 
Right. Yeah. It was it was great. You know, he's only the number eight, the grade eight, is the right. eighth person to reach the seven hundred club. Um it it's really just amazing. It's aside from Yager, it's like the only person this generation of hockey fans got to witness get to this point. Yeah, no doubt. And you know, I say it time and time again, Caps fans enjoy this. We're we're very lucky to be seeing a player of this caliber play in this league, much less play on our team. Right. Right. So So the next step on the list is beating former Cap, Mike Gartner. Right. He's seventh overall. Eight goals be, away. Yeah, eight goals away as of today. Um a little a little footnote here that gets that's overlooked. John Carlson matches Callie Johansson in this game for most points by a D-man in franchise history with 474. I was a proponent for Callie Johansson getting his number retired. I think he's uh, probably, you know, if if you're going to talk about Oates and Bondra and those guys, then you got to talk about Callie Johansson. You know, a, a backbone dude played over a decade with the Caps. I mean... Solid guy. I remember watching him. I think he's on this poster. Is, is he? Callie? Yeah, yep. number six. Number six. There he is. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, now, speaking about the poster over my shoulder here. Carlson may have just taken away an argument to retire his number. Going to retire Carlson before Johansson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is if Carlson plays like five more years with the Caps. I don't think he's going to reach 100, though, this season. 100 points? Yeah. It looks he slowed like down might. a bit. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? The Caps fans, there's something to take solace in here, and that's uh, that the the schedule moving forward for the Washington Capitals is very soft, if you would say. The yeah. really only contenders that we're going to be playing are going to be like the, maybe the Panthers and the Pens. Yeah. Um, and speaking of the Penguins, we just beat them 5-3. to three. This could be a shot in the arm, eh, Polly? I hope so. Yeah. You know, really just give you that boost you needed. Right, right. So, and it was an exciting game, back and forth, as it always is. Both teams on the slide, right? Penguins lost two into this. We lost four coming in, in a row. Um, we get the win, 5-3. We needed it. Haglin got two goals, including an empty netter. Uh, Wilson gets one. Uh, you know... Awesome play by Backstrom there at the end. You know he's the ultimate unselfish player. Just tosses it up. He could have shot it into the net, but tosses it up for Hags to get one to bury. I think he hates getting goals. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that I think maybe some of the the biggest criticism against Backstrom is he doesn't shoot enough. But <clears throat> you know I uh, I can't tell you how happy I am. Because this could be a jumping off point for the Caps now. Yeah. We go on a tear. I, I'm not sure I want the President's Trophy, and I'm okay with not winning it. We've but, had enough. Yeah. But having it, uh, you know, and early in the season, I was like, yeah, President's Trophy plus Cup. Last team to do that's been like Detroit. Yeah, so, like 09, maybe? Yeah. Uh, maybe. No, um, 09, no, the Penguins won. Uh, well, the year they beat the Penguins. Yeah, the year before. So 08. 08. Yeah. But, um,. <clears throat> No, actually, I think it might have been in the 90s, but 90s or early 2000s. Yeah, when the Red Wings were like dominant, dominant. When it was like 
either the Red Wings, the Avalanche, or the Devils right. every year. Yep. Um, anyways, we are going to conclude this one with our awesome interview with the tip of the iceberg boys, Nick Berlansky and Nick Horwat in our little baby sister podcast, uh, the tip of the iceberg pod. Now, they're on the Hockey Podcast Network, and I will preface this with these guys are actually cool hockey fans um, as much shit as I give them. We have the best rivalry, I think, on the entire um, Hockey Podcast Network. So, you know, we're taking that crown. Anybody who's listening on the network, fuck with us. Fuck with us. All right? We got a pretty good one with the Siren Sounder, too, though. They they're good, but hey, you know what? And that's Zach Tompkins over there. He's he's uh, also a great host and does awesome content. Um, but you know, you got when you play games like this, like we just saw on Sunday, and we and you know, it's great that we won. But having that that uh, I think I just think it's an older, a little bit older of a of a rivalry. Oh yeah, and there's there, there's more fire there. Yeah. Because both teams are kind of their stars are are nearing the twilight, and not say they're there yet, but nearing the twilight of their careers. But, anyways, let's uh, let's move on to this interview. Capstans, we hope you like it. I told you I wouldn't pull any punches. Uh, I definitely give it to him as is as good as I can, while still trying to be somewhat respectful. So. You know, that's how you know I at least respect him a little bit. I uh, I didn't completely shit on him. <laughs> so without further ado, check it out. It's our it's our interview with the tip of the iceberg podcast, the two Nicks. It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with Polly Cupcakes. Say hi, Polly. What's up, Gaps? <laughs> we have two very, very special guests immediately, and we're recording this immediately following um, our amazing victory against the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's a 5-3 win on Sunday, a matinee game, no, no less. We have Nick Berlansky, Nick Horwat from the tip of the iceberg podcast on the hockey podcast network they are repping the arch nemesis of the washington capitals the pittsburgh penguins boys thanks a lot for coming on um how you feeling man i i was ready to pop off a little bit um i'm sure i will whenever me and berlancy gets recording our next episode which i think we're doing right after this so i'm gonna try and keep it civil on this one and then Go off whenever I won't have anyone fighting me back. <laughs> Smart move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, on the other hand. Uh-oh. <laughs> Here we go. For a while, it's nice of you to be, be civil and all, but a couple things. One, it just sucks losing a game to the Washington Capitals, so I'm already kind of peeved off. But two, I know what you guys did. You think you're smart, Hockey <laughs> Troll and Polly Cupcakes, having us on episode 43 of your, your podcast. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I saw it. I saw through it. I'm not happy about it. But, you know, I'm here anyway because you got to rep and you got to, you know, you got to go on other people's podcasts, especially because I missed out when you guys came to ours. But don't think I didn't see that coming. 
You know, you'll have to uh, have us on for what episode seventy-two? Is that Hornquist? <laughs> yep. yep. That'll that'll even it out a little bit. Right. Right. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> Um, but no, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to be uh, obviously. I'm sure we'll be trading some shots here. Maybe we can get uh, Horwat a little bit triggered and, and <laughs> join in the fray. <laughs> I'm but, feeling um, it still, so you never know. Yeah. Um, you know what? I mean, I'm on top of the world. This was a this stopped a uh, four game slide for us, which was an absolute hemorrhage of terrible, terrible play on the Washington Capitals side. I mean. I'm not one to buy into panic mode, but I was, I was, I mean, I was right there on the edge, ready to jump off uh, for sure. I've been very critical about the systems play and the individual play really for the Washington Capitals. And I had come out and really kind of said, I think this is a, this is a coaching systems problem with the Washington Capitals. And, and I still think that he's not a uh, Reardon is not as good as trots, but, uh, you know, having this, this is just an amazing shot in the arm. This has to feel great for the Capitals locker room. And, you know, finally we get to see the Penguins take their third L in a row and become the team that they should have been all year. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The ones that, you know, people were saying we would have been all year. Correct. I mean, even before all the injuries (laughs) happened, people were calling us like, you know, taking us out, considering us not as good as we were. Oh, I was, Um, I was, I was one of those people. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But going forward, it's, you guys picked up your first win in after four games of losing. Like, I'm not saying you guys are a bad team yet, but I'm saying you would have to expect, as yourself a Capitals fan, that you you can take this win. Yes, it's a great win for you guys, but going forward, you have to continue winning. So, like, oh, no yeah, doubt. you got this one win, but if you guys hit the shits again, are you back into that mode? I'm asking, not flipping that question on to you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Polly, were you going to say something? Well, before we get to that, I was just going to say how yesterday Hockey Troll texted me like after the first period of the Devils game, and he goes, are they trying to get reared and fired? So uh, I think this is something the Caps very much needed, and I agree. If they go back to their ways, it doesn't mean shit other than the fact that we beat the Penguins. But if we go and lose the next five out of seven or eight, then really all this did was feel good and does no good for us anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we play you guys again March 7th, which uh, uh, both of us will actually be attending that game. And, you know, so any Penguins fans, if you can identify us, I mean, Paul is a pretty big dude. I'll definitely be I'll – be, I'll be playing the Malkin role and, and, <laughs> and throwing punches behind Polly if that needs to be, <laughs> needs, needs to be the thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm – I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, this needs to be a a jumping off point. Absolutely. Uh, the season is for us. I, I mean, you know, we take another four game slide shit. That could be. And, and the worst part is we're in the, we're in coming into the easiest part of our schedule right now. Um, so if we go into a four game, five game, another, uh, good slide here, it it's all for not. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you guys go into a skid, I mean, I know the Penguins are also on there, you know, three games lost in a row now, but we're going, we're about to face off against the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks in the next week. You'd right. think those are four pretty easy teams for the Penguins, at least. Is that a so you trip? Think if, if you guys they... hit a skid, it could be flip flopped again if the Penguins start winning. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, this was a four game, or this was a four point swing 
pretty yeah. much right now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we lose the next few, and and it's and it's it could definitely be game over. Uh, and you know, it, it's crazy because you know, obviously, I'm always talking shit, but like you know, I was on the Slack last night, just kind of you know, I guess ex- lashing out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just lashing out, but, um, you know, for, within the network, um, and talking to all the other hosts and, but, but really like, and this could go for the penguins or the caps if the, cause you guys have yet to play the hurricanes, right? Yeah. Right. Right. So if, if they win three or four on that matchup, I mean, you guys are coming into a Metro heavy, uh, schedule. We are, are, we were terrible against the Metro this year. So, you know, it, we're, we're getting less Metro matchups, mostly just Penguins matchups. Um, but, <clears throat> you know, for both of our teams, like you said, if any one of our teams goes on a skid, we could be looking at missing the playoffs. I mean, that's a very – that is still a mathematically and unfortunately because of how competitive the division is, a real um, possibility, wouldn't you say? I would completely agree, especially you look at the way Philadelphia has been playing as of late. Yeah. what mentioned our next road trip is against the three California teams. And it's something I think Pittsburgh really needed because you look at the last three games, kind of not as much in the Washington game, but they didn't play well at all in those two games leading up to Washington. They got thwarted by Toronto, who couldn't even beat their own Zamboni driver. <laughs> and then you lose to Buffalo, a hapless Buffalo team on home ice and just didn't look good at all. The Washington game, like I said, I would have been a lot more upset, but they actually played well for at least 20, 25 minutes in this game. So yeah. I'm not too upset, but then you look at the rest of the division, you see they're they're coming. Even the Rangers are kind of making a bid here for a playoff spot. So if either of our teams slips up at all, I'm sure one of those other, what, five teams that are behind us will gladly take one of our spots in the top two. Well, and that's a, the <clears throat> seven out of eight teams have at least 70 points. So like everybody's still in the hunt. It's it's only a 12 point difference between Washington and New York and it only takes a couple games for that to change. So it's I think it's pretty scary for Washington and Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, I mean um it 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 feels I mean I'm riding high, you know, um but <laughs> but right now I mean the the Metro's crazy. I don't think I think our teams are settled in though. I'm I'm hoping I mean, I don't think anybody's. there's going to be any big moves for either of our teams. I mean, we're kind of going on a, I'm opening up a little bit of a box here. But uh, I think that we're kind of set with our teams now, and this is how it's going to be. So either, you know, collectively both of our teams get some, you know, head removed from ass and, and, and start winning, or it's going to be a shit show and we might end up clawing for a wild card spot. You know, I was I was wondering. So you guys are uh, you guys are both in your your twenties, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're the you're the same generation of hockey fan as me. Uh, hockey troll over here. He's pre Rock the Red Caps. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, I know the Penguins have some solid rivalries going on, and the Caps are a part of that. I was just wondering, as this generation of of Penguin fans, who do you view? as your biggest robbery. Is it still Philadelphia or would you put somebody else there? This is a topic that we have talked about at very long lengths, actually, um, because this has been a rival. The 
Penguins Caps rivalry is one that's been growing for, you know, 10 plus years now. And it's the way we look at it is as of right now, this is our biggest rivalries with Washington historically and forever. And always the flyers will be the kind of like on the surface, a bigger rivalry because of the history and the, the same state and, you know, all this, the storylines that go into that. But when it comes to pure competition and wanting to beat the hell out of each other, scoring wise and fighting wise, it is at this point, this one. And I don't think anybody can dispute that. If there's a Penguins fan that tries to say Philadelphia is still a bigger rival, they just don't know what they're talking about, which happens a lot sometimes in our fan base. I think the biggest thing for the difference between the two rivalries is Washington has a skilled team. I don't think I've ever seen Philadelphia as a threat when it comes to pure skill. Maybe they can bully the Penguins into making mistakes and they can beat them that way, which is fine and everything. But I think you look at the two rosters between Philadelphia and Washington – Washington is way more imposing when it comes to just pure talent. And, of course, Alex Ovechkin scoring his 700th yesterday and being probably, if not the greatest goal scorer of all time. It's just something that we view Washington more as equals, whereas we view Philadelphia as a pain in the ass. That's it. (laughs) Yeah, like Washington also being good, you know, since they got Ovechkin and having their successes and, you know, playoff runs and all that the Flyers have not been good, especially as of recently. And they're always one year in one year out of the playoffs, one year in one year out, where at least the capitals have a little bit more consistency. True. Sure. What, like five straight division titles. I would say that's pretty damn consistent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so do you guys, uh, as Penns fans, do you, you know, you give Ovi a stick tap, you know, would you applaud him if that had happened in your arena? Is it kind of like, uh, even though you hate him? Yeah, because the, the Devils there? gave it up, right? The, De- the Devils fans were, you know, it sounded like a home game when, yeah. when Ovi scored that. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> like, are you guys uh, excited? At, it's to hard see to it. tell because at this moment, we're a fan base that the smart ones would acknowledge it for sure. But at the same time, even the smart ones would be a little pissed off because we're a fan base that, is on a skid and that's one thing you really didn't want to see happen yeah so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if we really would i'm sure if there'd be some sort of acknowledgement if um the organization said to make some sort of announcement maybe um (laughs) pittsburgh i've noticed really coming to and noticing that ovechkin is one of the greatest goal scorers ever but it's hard to say it it's you know impossible to tell i'm glad it didn't have to come to that point so like we didn't have to look like embarrassing fans again yeah (laughs) but I think, ask you, what's your take on it? I mean, on a personal level, I gave up my Ovechkin is garbage, whatever bad take about seven or eight years ago, and I finally just looked at him and said, you know what, he's he's Alexander Ovechkin, and he's one of the greatest of all time. I can't be upset at that. I can be upset at you know, 2015, 2016's version of Tom Wilson because I didn't think he was skilled at all. He shoved that right back in my face. So <laughs> I think personally, on a personal level, I would – obviously applaud the greatness that it was but i cannot speak for the rest of the pittsburgh penguins fans because some of them just still have that pure hatred and still don't think of him as much or or they aren't willing to at least admit it but i i will admit he he is someone great and if i would have happened to be in the arena when he scored his 700th i'd you know stick taps all around great accomplishment and i'd be happy to be there for it good that's that's classy i like that (laughs) right and and (laughs) i will say caps fans who are listening uh you know the two Knicks here are are definitely even keeled and educated hockey fans. So you know I, I I'll give you guys props on that because um, 
I, in our last interview, obviously, my wheelhouse was trolling uh, Penguins fans because it was so fucking easy. It was like shooting fish in the barrel. Is is one Crosby sucks and everybody's triggered, right? But uh, I, I and likewise, I have given up the whole Crosby sucks things seven or eight years ago. Like you know, obviously, we as hockey fans should feel lucky to be watching hockey at this pivotal moment in the league. And seeing not only, you know, the quote-unquote now they're older, like Crosby and Ovechkin, those stars dominate the league for so long and still be dominant, and then be able to see, like, the younger generation, like the McDavid's, the the Eichel's, even the, like, Line's, you know, the, the, the highly touted earlier draft, or younger guys come in and play. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely respect you guys for that. Um, but moving on to the game... <laughs> oh, I we thought, still, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> now we can get pissed I off. I thought you were going to let that go for a second, <laughs> no. but all right, let's go. Well, I, I said, you know, I'm giving you like the compliment sandwich kind of like say something nice, then like, you know, give the, give the shit in the middle. And then, and then maybe yeah. at the end of the, at the interview, I'll give you something. And nice shake hands at the end. Like gentlemen. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, so, I mean, what's your guys' take on this game? I thought it was a great, back and forth. I don't think the Caps um I mean, I every any time you see these two teams play, they both elevate the their their gameplay so much. I mean, it's almost like a night and day. I mean, yeah, the the Penguins might not maybe on a slide, the Caps were definitely on a slide. But both of these teams played a a pretty damn exciting game and a and a and a compete level that was elevated beyond hey, this is game what like sixty something or something like that in 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 the season, right? What was your guys' take on it? I mean, what any 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 hot takes right now? Right off after since it's still fresh, the wound is still fresh for you guys. Yeah, I mean, Pedersen's well, garbage. I'll say it. <laughs> Pedersen's garbage. All right, I was going to say Schultz is garbage. That's, oh, our defense needs help, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, our defense on the on the back end didn't look good, especially in that fourth or third period. Living, giving up four goals, especially, I mean, come on, how do you give Tom Wilson a breakaway from from basically the red line? Yeah, and then you let Carl Hagelin of all players, the one player that I have a Pens jersey <laughs> of, Carl Hagelin, Hagelin scores two goals and just throws a dagger right through my heart. I don't know. It was it was a great game, like you guys said. Both you teams know, okay. coming into the game were awful, but they go out there and something happens whenever it's Pens Caps, and there's a reason it's always on national television. It's the best hockey I think you can watch. And I think it's still the best rivalry that you're going to find in the sport of hockey. The Battle of Alberta is kind of starting to elevate to that level. But, I mean, you sustain the type of success the Caps and the Pens have had. That's going to just elevate it even more. And you saw how it happened today. It was weird, though. And I want to toss this back to you guys because there were many times that there would be players that scored on their own net and then the dichotomy between that and then the beautiful goals that Tom Wilson scored and Evgeny Malkin scored, it just seemed like there was nothing in the middle. It was either a absolutely beautiful goal or it was somebody on their own team running their own goalie over or putting the puck in their own net. Right, so when Verona scored the, the first goal, which, I mean, to have the speed, I mean, that, that, that kid's talented. He's going to be somebody. He's going to be somebody for us for a long time. We're looking at a top-line guy here. You know, once the the OV and, and Backstrom era kind of goes into its twilight, Verona's going to be the guy carrying the torch, I believe. 
But you look at his speed and, and give him credit at least for that, being able to burn every burn the two blue liners there and 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 get in clean. Uh, but to see Pedersen knock his own the the puck into his own net, I immediately was like, yeah, they're not the, the hockey gods are not gonna let that one go unpunished. Um, so <laughs> I knew that there was going to be some sort of, and it, 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 I was like, all right, they're going to score two quick ones. They have to, they're going to take the lead or they're going to score a quick one or, or something, some crazy here. So that was, uh, very much, uh, a non-surprise yet still very, made me very angry <laughs> to see Oshi, you know, basically sell out, try to stop Crosby, um, who is so goddamn strong on his skates and and to and to get that goal for him um i think that in the end i guess it really just came down to the dirt man who is willing to roll around in the mud harder and throw those throw those last death throws of desperation in and i think that the caps for the first time in 30 games we saw that happen we saw we saw the caps go back to their you know like you'd in it at earlier, we have a we have a lot of talent on the team, and Ovechkin's great, and all the all the big guys, big names are great. But you see, like TJ Oshie get his own rebound, just so hard on the puck there, you know, nose for the net, three three red jerseys in front of Murray at that point. That's the type of stuff that I love. That's that's good hockey. That's you know, not all goals can come beautifully, right? Like the like the Wilson, like the like the Malkin goal. Um, so I think it, it, and really I think the margin was, you know, what we won five three, but I, I mean the the mar the margin was so close. You know what I mean? Yeah, Mike Solomon said this is the best game we've played in a couple of games, which it was. I mean, it was a good game for the Penguins. Um, boy, I I I effing hate TJ Yoshi, man. I always <laughs> have. I'll start there. Whoa. Um, but <laughs> well, Captain America. Yoshi? Yeah, come on. Merck. I didn't know who he was before then. I'm looking at him. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And why is he on the Olympic team? But you know, it, shootout um, specialist. That's why. Yeah. That's it. Apparently. Well, you, well but, you, you, let me interject real quick. Is that I liked Oshi ever since he was a young guy because he was that. He was that tenacious guy. You thought though that he would be on the Caps like a third liner. You know, he, you would think that he would be a more grinder type. Um, player but he's really come into his own as a skill player with the caps but, uh, yeah, but yeah, i don't continue. know what i expected him to be on the capitals really mm. i expected him to be a penguin to be completely honest because that was the same <laughs> summer that phil kessel was you know being in talks of going somewhere and it was either oshi or kessel that summer and i remember that and i remember me saying oh i'd rather have oshi and then we got kessel and now we have zucker back instead so i guess <laughs> Whatever, I guess it worked out. We got two cups, and you guys got one, so it worked out for all parties involved. But still, I still hate him. I liked him up until he went to the Capitals. So, <laughs> you know, and, I was thinking when these two teams play each other, that's that's the beauty of it is that you're gonna get those highlight goals and you're gonna get the nitty gritty, and it just shows you how well how well balanced these teams are that they can all play like fourth liners and all four lines can make a first line play. Like these are just very deep tough teams and it's so awesome to watch them play each other. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, it is a lot of fun to see those games at least. As much as I may not like the players on the 
Capitals, but it's they're entertaining games, and as a hockey fan, you have to respect that either way. Well, Horwood, I kind of want to call you out here for a second because before on our podcast a couple, maybe a month ago, I don't know, I said that I would love to see Washington-Pittsburgh in the second round again. You said, I don't know if I want to see that. I'm so, just, yeah, I know. It's, I, I've been saying that too, but that's just because I want the easy path for the Penguins. Oh, oh. I mean, oh. I feel the same oh, way. That was an assist. I don't think that was a call out. I think that I don't want to see there. the Pens in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't either. I would rather play. Oh, so I'm the only one that wants this matchup. Yes. Do you want to win? Like, <laughs> yeah, I want to win. win. Much sweeter beating the Capitals. Yes, it is. But I mean, yeah. like going at it, you figure like you know, Troll and Paulie over here just gave us as much respect as saying like we don't want to see each other because we know we can beat each other up. We can beat each other to hell, and we can That's win fair. or lose the series. It's not right. a clear cut victory. Like if we were to play seven against. I can't think of a team right now because we're terrible at the moment. <laughs> but Toronto, sure, yeah. I mean, that'd be a hell of a series too. But you know what I'm what I'm saying? Then, like, yeah, we're respectable enough to know that it would be a very hard, stressful series that we don't want to see. But if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I was saying, I, I was thinking, and I was about to tweet it, but I was going to say, I was saved, I saved a little content for us. Uh, but I feel like every time regular season or playoffs every time the penguins and caps play a game it's like i went out to the bar and got blackout drunk and smoked like two packs of cigarettes or something because it's taken that many minutes off my life like (laughs) you know you you watch these games and you're i am just i am trying to remain composed like i watched half the game like by myself uh and and i was like just screaming at points, you know, I'm sure my neighbors are like, what the fuck's going on in that house? But, you know, like you said, I mean, an amazing matchup. I do. I, I want the penguins to miss the playoffs because I called it in the beginning of the season. And I want to look like a genius, even though I was just basically talking shit like I normally do. But uh, hey, that's the best time to be right though. Exactly. Exactly. You're just, you know, hot take after hot take, right? (laughs) But um, <clears throat> I mean, you, you know, you guys talked about some some a couple of, a couple of like we we've talked our about our our top line guys, but you know how about that that Patrick Hornquist motherfucker? He is <laughs> so like effective against us, and I no, I hate him. I hate him <laughs> to a to I just I <clears throat> I hate most all Penguins players, right? But. But Hornquist, in the past few years, especially in you know the back-to-back cups that that you guys went to through us, which by the way could have been a coin toss. There's an alternate universe somewhere out there where uh, there's probably several alternate universes where the Capitals win that because those were so tight. Those those two series were so tight. But <clears throat> you know, Patrick fucking Hornquist, big body tenacious motherfucker and he always puts it in against the caps what is that man i mean he's not a is he i don't know his stat line i mean is he a 30 goal guy because fuck he looks like it when he plays the caps he's always quietly one of the higher goal scorers on the team because he does shit like that where is he just parks in front of the net and gets the goals you don't remember Right, zero um, highlight real goals. Yeah, but I mean, what other is, than you know a get, Stanley like, Cup clincher in Game right. Six? Yeah. <laughs> but where was he there? He was in front. He was battling <laughs> was, in front of the net. Behind the net, and where he scored. And yeah, got lucky, but, but still. Right. I mean, but the, oh, go ahead. Good. No, you. No, you. I mean, it's 
it's just the way he is. Like I've said it before, like he's the quietest goal scorer on this team. I'm trying to look for his um, like career year numbers. Like that was his 15th this season. Yeah, and, and that's goes, crazy. Goes back seasons, he's got you know 18, 29, 21, 20, 25. So he's regularly in the 20s. Um, you know, higher to you know mid or, mid to higher 20s. Lower recently, it just depends. He's the guy who just sits in front of the net, and like you said, the none of the highlight real goals that you would normally see. Right, and and you know, I think the Penguins, um, and and I do my work to propagate this, um, this at least sentiment about the Penguins being soft and and things like that. But you know, it's it, you know, he's not he's not like some guy who's going to go out and run dudes like you know a Tom Wilson or a Vetchkin, but but he is a he is willing to take all the abuse in the world in front of the net to get those greasy goals and. You know, teams have to look at that guy and be I'd be like, I wish my, you know, these three players would play that way. You know, because he's a big body, he's got he's he's got a ton of hockey knowledge. You can just tell he know it's like he knows when the, when it's got, coming and 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 has eyes on the back of his head as to like sniff out those loose pucks. So <clears throat> I. I I'm kind of giving him props here, which is fucking terrible, Polly. I mean, what do you, what am I doing here? Yeah, and uh, are you, <clears throat> you okay? Uh, <laughs> I think I might I need, to, ask the same need thing. to medicate him over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, he and and he's locked into you guys for for another year or two, right? Couple more years. So. Yeah, a couple because he signed a five year deal whenever yeah. it happened. So, and I think the biggest compliment you could give him or anybody could give him is that they hate him as long as they're not a peng- on the penguins right yeah. you saying that exactly you hate it. him is probably he's probably like oh thanks that's exactly what i was going for yeah i mean he he like me the hockey troll is just a a a hate sponge which is great so good good for him um but you know <clears throat> again he he scored tonight or today uh and it was a big goal and I think that what was that the tying goal? Can't yeah, the one-one yeah. goal. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Jesus. You know, we've uh, I I've told on our podcast I've let the Caps fans know that I'm also a Colorado Avalanche fan, and so I was in attendance when that motherfucker had the <laughs> fastest hat trick in NH in Penguins history. <laughs> I listen being surrounded. <laughs> By 20,000 Pens fans. When he was doing that, was a fucking nightmare. God, I'm surprised you didn't suffocate from all the mouth breathing and, oh. and CO2 and the beer farts that were being let out there. You know, actually, most of the fans were good, except for these, like, five frat boys behind me. They were being assholes. But other than that, I've had some pretty good experiences up there. It's just, there's always a couple assholes. Yeah. Well, last last penguins game i went to which was a a caps penguins game um i got followed into a bathroom stall by like three yinzer mouth breathers it was weird man the more i hear that story the less i i uh, believe believe it it. (laughs) (laughs) like the fifth time you've told it to me yeah right 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 so (laughs) it sounded like they made an impact on you like it sounds like it's a pretty good memory for you there (laughs) i think you liked it keep bringing Uh, it up i yeah i was about to say i think you might have liked it a little too much I mean, I like the intention. Who who wouldn't? <laughs> um. <clears throat> anyways, let's let's get down to speaking of of Patrick Hornquist, right? 
um, and I'm sure that that you were watching intently the quote unquote interference call that would have gone down if the refs knew what the fuck they were doing. Nick Dowd totally cleans out Hornquist when the puck's not near him. And me, I'm over here like, yeah, awesome. And then all of a sudden, um, Evgeny Malkin decides to take matters into his own hands and gives a little little cross-check to Dowd. And then our newly acquired defenseman, number four, Brendan Dillon, solidified his name into the lineup today by putting him to the backboards and just basically feeding him some uh, some some nucky sandwiches. So I, <clears throat> what's your reactions on that? I mean, you know, we could talk scores all day, but we got you on here as a fan because, I mean, you guys got to be a little bit irate to see your boy basically turn around, see a bigger guy and turtle instantly and then wait until the linesman's there. I, I, I don't mean, know. What is that? Uh- I mean, he saw it, what happens very often with Evgeny Malkin is he sees the red mist and he just goes after somebody. And he definitely did that in the first. He saw the red mist. And then, unfortunately for him, he saw a red fist that came in and punched him right in the face. So <laughs> yeah. just really, I mean, he gets to the point where he just goes off. But at the same time, he's not really a fighter in which he's going to try to grab a jersey and not get punched as hard as he can i love his intensity when he does that because then you see what happens in the third period he comes out and does that it's usually right. the same game if he gets you know the red mist double minor for roughing or whatever he comes out and scores a highlight real goal so i'll take it in that regard as long as he just doesn't pick guys like brendan Dillon who's gonna punch his face in yeah, yeah i mean the, uh... i was at the to go on to the point where Berlansky said that you know, Malkin will do something like that and then go on to score. I was at the Buffalo game, and yeah, obviously it wasn't a great game for the Penguins, but I noticed at one point someone was getting under Malkin's skin. I looked at my buddy and said, Malkin needs to score right here and t- like try and turn this game around because it was still a catchable game at that point. Yeah. He went down and scored, and I just wanted Malkin to just point right at the Buffalo bench when that happened, but <laughs> um, clearly the game that game didn't matter. We got shit-rocked, but... Still, it's something that he does do that. You get under his skin, he's going to you know, sh- try and fight back as much as he can at the moment, but also want nothing more than to show you up on the scoreboard. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's where he comes in with that, uh, that goal he had a couple years ago right out of the penalty box and just ripped a slap shot from like 10 feet away. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember who he did that to. He did but... that to, I believe, Philly. He wasn't... Did- did it a couple times to the, the Flyers. But when that happened, he oh. wasn't in the penalty box. He got dumped behind the Philly net, right. and he just got up slowly and then stood at the blue line and waited for a puck. Yeah. And when he got it, he just, <laughs> yeah, clap bomb right right yeah. from in between the dots. I that's still scary. think that's probably one of the most savage things I've seen on the hockey ring. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. You know, today he fed that uh, that linesman. He, he probably hit the ref more than he hit Dylan. Yeah, I thought Dylan made contact with the ref a couple times too, but Did I mean he? that's what they, happens they when you're a ref and you get in between I mean, something like that with two big dudes yeah. going at it. That linesman's going to be ice in his face tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I I loved the uh, the intensity from both players. Um, I would have liked I would have liked to see so when so immediately once fists were flying. I mean, Dylan made it very clear that he was going to start, you know, he wanted to fight. <clears throat> I, I would have loved to see 
Maul can square up and at least try to like tie him up, take him to the ground or something. But I totally understand that he is a um, kind of a pussy and also <laughs> got a, wanted a you know turtle there. But <clears throat> you know the the big thing for me was was just seeing Brendan Dillon ready to sell out and 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 go after a star for. For the team, that was a, that was a. I think that's going to solidify him. He Dylan actually got the Nats cap, which is uh, I don't know what the Penguins probably have something like this. I would assume, but it's that uh, like the end of game little in team inner squad trophy that they give. Uh, do you yeah, guys we've had one? a couple of those. Okay. Ours is a fireman's helmet right now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So Dylan actually got that, and, and it, it's a Nats cap in homage to the uh the World Series win by the uh the Nationals which I know you as Pittsburgh fans are never going to see so no uh, we're not you know that's the only Pittsburgh team I don't hate <laughs> yeah, me too me too as a matter they haven't of fact, won anything for the past 30 years exactly. right i feel like they should be the archetype for all the other Pittsburgh teams yeah they should follow their uh their method uh pass <laughs> but uh <clears throat> yeah i mean I I can't say enough about this matchup, man. I mean, you guys, as fans, what do you see? I guess I mean the last the last the last jab I guess I'll throw is the Crosby tantrum, which is all over Twitter right now. They give up the okay. goal. It, it, well, so before we even continue, <laughs> I know where you're going for. <laughs> okay, okay, go go. I mean, what's your what's your take on that? Do you do you like that from him showing some emotion or? Is it just kind of like the rest of the hockey world, you know, saying he lives up to his quote unquote Crisby nickname? See, there, like you mentioned it, like it's the emotion <laughs> that he's showing. Right. I'm obviously he's showing emotion. The way people get on Crosby about Penguins fans are guilty of doing this to other teams too. I've seen us do it. When right. someone is doing that kind of thing, you know, like the Capitals NBC Sports thing, whatever that was, said living up to his nickname. <laughs> when and then immediately almost all the replies were Ovechkin doing the exact same thing. Right. So it's you can't this that's something you can't get on players about because they are showing their emotion. They're just taking it out any way they can. With it being Crosby, I mean, yeah, he did that. I mean, do you, does anybody else remember when Jamie Benn went through three sticks and <laughs> Jamie everyone just laughed at it? There was no always being a crybaby about it. Like right. Jamie Benn is a certified psychopath, yeah. though. He's, I think. Yeah, I have, yeah. I have a lot of beef with him. He's a psycho, dude. I I can't stand Jamie Benn. I think he's one of the most overrated players too. I don't yeah. like him that much either. Oh no doubt. Yeah, they, they but, should strip that C off of him as soon as they can. Yeah. So, but like. I can remember when Konechny was doing something like that for the Flyers and Penguin fans were getting on him about, you know, being a little crybaby. I'm like, this is, that's not how you take something like that. They're, you know, yeah, they're getting, yeah, they're millionaires. And some people could say they're millionaires. They shouldn't be worried about losing. They're making their money. It is what they do for a living though. Right. Right. They weren't competitive. They wouldn't be there. Yeah. Humans. They have emotions. Right. And I'm at that point, I don't think anybody's thinking I'm a millionaire. You know, (laughs) they're thinking, they're thinking, fuck, (laughs) Fuck every I mean, maybe everything. like a day or two after the game, they're thinking, "Well, at least I can I I can sit back, you know, nicely." But still, it's in the moment of it, you're pissed off at yourself, and you're pissed yeah. off at your team, and you want to win. So, calling the going at players for any team for that kind of thing is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, kind of the equivalent of 
anytime somebody posts something you don't agree with, you just post a video or a GIF of your team raising the Stanley Cup. It's like, we get it, you won, but that doesn't really help your argument. Well, that's my go-to, dude. (laughs) I I know, (laughs) mine too, but I'm still going to call us out. It's funny because uh, for I, I was on that on that Twitter thread and you may you may see me a little mm-hmm. later on Twitter but uh, I just posted the Deadwin picture. <laughs> to all That's those a very people. funny picture though. I can't lie. <laughs> you know, and a lot of people who get on Crosby or these other guys for acting like that have probably lost their shit and been a big crybaby in senior league. So oh, they're the many worst. Times. They're the probably the worst. Yeah. They're the ones that are like ready to like high stick you to the face, like baseball swing you to the face, right? Those are the guys, right? Like, who hasn't shown emotion? I mean, it shows you care. Um, I'm only bringing it up because it's, like, uh, you know, pushing my narrative. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Crosby it's, has a baby It's also one of the big face. takeaways from the game, too. Right. Yeah. It is. It is. Crosby has a baby face, so I feel like it's easy <laughs> to go with that because he still looks so young. You right. know, like, if he had a big bushy beard, it would just look like an angry fucking lumberjack. But, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look as aggressive because he's not good at growing facial hair. And now people can push that narrative. Right. It's all optics, right? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. So, he's, yeah, because if Malkin or Ovech can do it, it's like, whoa, there's the angry Russian. Let's stay away from him. If Crosby right. does, it's like, yeah. this boy from Nova Scotia up here getting his panties in a twist. Right. <laughs> Well, it's because we're all still afraid, like, Karl Marx is going to, like, make a move. So, afraid of the Russians. Yeah. I mean, right. Ovi has, what, the key to the city? Yeah. yeah. Moscow or something? If not, he's the heir to the throne or something over there, so who right. knows? Well, let's just say this. I think Putin, once uh, once he got married, Putin sent him, like, a nice, like, silver, like, tea set. I guess tea's big in Russia or something. But yeah. uh, They're buddies. Yeah, they're they're friends. They they he goes over and whenever he's in town, him and Putin, you know, have a photo op and and hang out at at whatever weird, I don't know, borscht and cocaine parties that they have. Malkin <laughs> and uh... Kuzi invited. Yeah, <laughs> right. Kuzi Kuzi's hosting. Of course, oh, okay. Malkin and Ovechkin do look like damn Vikings. Like, <laughs> they're just big scary men. Right. Right. Um. Well, boys, I mean, uh, I it was it was really awesome talking to you guys. You have any any thoughts moving forward? I mean, give us a rundown. What do you now? Okay, there's two two ways that you could look at this, right? Um, the Capitals are coming off of a bit of a slide, and and they're riding the ship, and the Penguins are, you know. In a slump as well, and, and they'll they'll eventually come back to playing form. Or you could look at this like the Capitals are really coming off of of, a, of their slide, and they're going to win out and do really great, and go on to you know probably win a cup. And then the Penguins are going to you know lose their way down the stretch out of the playoffs. And that's that's what I'm subscribing to, but. <laughs> What do you guys got? I mean, what do you, from a from a Penguins fans perspective? I mean, any personnel changes? Anything weird going to come up by Monday or which is tomorrow uh, during this recording? Anything? Uh, what's 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 the forecast for the Penguins? Uh, hopefully, some damn wins. The way I see <laughs> this game is, um, it was two teams that were on a skid, um, and. Play, facing off against against one another and someone had to come out the victor um it's just a matter of 
can both teams, you know, pick up their game? Because as of right now, I'm not saying the Capitals are out of their skid. They have to win a few more games in order to do that. I mentioned that before. So I agree. The Penguins are obviously still in it, and they have a ton of easy games coming up because I looked past this week, and it's, you know, after we go to California, it's Ottawa and then Buffalo again, and then back home against Washington. So now is the time for the Penguins to pick up their points while Washington might still be in a skid. So <laughs> there you yeah, go. I mean, you're right because. The in the middle of the cap skid, they had a big win at Colorado and then went right back to losing. So sure. it's very likely that they just showed up for today and they're gonna shit the bed again. Well, easy, yeah, Polly. Fuck. It's like Who's two team winless teams facing off against one another. Like someone's got to yeah. come out with a win. You throw Absolutely. the records out when these two teams play because it doesn't matter if one team is you know eighty six and zero and the other team's zero and eighty six. And I know that's impossible, but still, it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. You throw out the freaking records. And it doesn't really matter when these two face off going forward. You know, you have the three game California road trip for the Penguins. I can see them very easily turning around on that road trip. As far as Rutherford for tomorrow, like you mentioned, Troll, uh, it's Rutherford. So I would not discount the fact that he might make three or four trades. Whether or not two or three of them actually mean anything, that's a different story. But I'm sure he'll make some sort of deal. But I think the biggest thing for the Pens is getting back their injured guys because you can't have Jack Johnson on them. The first defensive pairing, sure, and um, it's it's funny because uh, earlier this week Rutherford traded for Riley Barber. It's yes. an old, it's a yes. hometown guy for you guys, right? Um, yeah, he was at one point a Washington Capitals prospect, and I I think I tweeted to you guys that it's funny. I used to work uh, outside Settlers Ridge, and um, the lady who ran the cafeteria, a little like um, restaurant in in the in the basement, there was like, oh, I'm related to Riley Barber. So I was like, oh wow, I didn't know he was a because uh, at, at that point I had heard of him, um, and and he was a solid prospect for us. He just has never been able to crack the lineup. Um, but that w- that was interesting to know that he was a he was a Pittsburgh, and they, they're saying he's from Washington, but and and that might be so. I don't know, but uh, a Washington PA that is right. Yeah. But, so you're uh, saying he's a capital spy? Yeah. That's that's basically what you mean. <laughs> uh, it, that's exactly what I mean. And so uh, yeah. you know, best of luck to him as long as he doesn't give any of the trade secrets away. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a rough thing to do, especially when you're playing in Wilkes-Barre because those guys down there they'll get you. Yep, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a uh, and and you know I I don't know. I mean. Uh, is there anybody that you would like to see on your team? I guess it, it, you know, like you said, knowing Rutherford. I mean, you think you're going to move for Kreider or, or any big names? I, I, I do you have? I don't rooms? think they have the ammunition for that. No, yeah. I really don't think they have the ammunition, especially for somebody who's going to be a rental. Knowing Kreider right. would probably not come to, back to Pittsburgh if he came here. And I know a lot of people scoff at it, but I've I've said Connor Sherry a lot leading up Again? to this, and I know it's weird because you know. Doesn't really move the needle all that much, but that's the kind of trade that Rutherford will make, and he'll come back in and be, you know, as Steve Dangle says, Mark Dunk, and he'll come out in the biggest games and make an amazing play. Yeah, and Rutherford went on record and said if he was to make another move, it's going to be a bottom six guy. Oh, okay. So it's going to be a bottom six guy, and he wants to see and wants to know um, the status of his defensemen that are hurt. Those are the important things. It's not... You know, so Kreider's probably out of the question because, I mean, at this point, he might not get traded, it seems. So 
Right, right. It's, and you guys got Zucker, so you got the piece, the top, yeah. the top end piece that you wanted and have wanted for a few years now, right? Um, so, and and on our side, uh, Polly, I mean, let me know if you disagree, but I, I think we're done. I hope we're done, honestly. Yeah, I I think uh, Dylan was really the missing piece. Uh, I don't think we can afford anyone who's worth big money. Right. And the blue line's pretty set as long as John Carlson can quit getting burnt. Uh, <laughs> Through the legs. Yeah. I mean, by Malkin. And then short side. Yeah. Like, Fucking hands team, but, dude. Uh, yeah, I think I think the, the caps are pretty solid. Hopey seems to be back to Hopey. So I think as long as they can pull their head out of the ass, our lineup's pretty good. Right. If you want it, you got to fucking want it, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, let me give you this opportunity and another thank you for coming on and enduring this. I know that it's it's a tough time. It's a tough time. For yeah, I'm going right to go cry now. now. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and, and plug your pod and, and, and your individual Twitter handles or whatever you guys need to do. Let the people know. All right, Brian, so go ahead and do the podcast stuff because I never remember our podcast name. <laughs> well, it is on Twitter at Iceberg Podcast. It's called the Tip of the Iceberg Podcast, of course. All part of this fantastic hockey podcast network in which I believe I'm not being too ahead of myself when I say the Tip of the Iceberg and the Capstrip Podcast, probably the best rivalry that the hockey podcast network has going. So oh, yeah, we'll try on. to keep that record going. But if you want to follow me, I'm at Nick underscore Berlansky. It's spelled weird, so just go ahead and give it a shot. I'm sure my face will pop up. It's the most ugly one there. So <laughs> follow me, follow us at Iceberg Podcast, and I'll send it over to Horwat to close it out for us at least. Yeah, my Twitter is pretty easy. It's just at Nick Horwat 41 It's H-O-R-W-A-T because my last name sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can follow me there. I'm on here, and then I'm also writing for the hockey writers. So um, doing all I can with this team and I, <laughs> and I love it. So <laughs> absolutely. And caps fans, like I said, at the top of the interview, these are actually two legit follows as far as real hockey knowledge, not just mouth breathing, water trash, Yenzers that we are accustomed to. So if you want to know a little bit about what's going on in the Pittsburgh, uh, landscape and and what makes them actually so success successful uh you know much to our our ire i guess you would say um give them a follow and boys nick and nick thanks a lot for coming on yeah, thanks boys. thanks for having no us. problem all right good luck the rest of the season i don't mean that <laughs> <laughs> All right, Caps fans, we hope you enjoyed that interview. Uh, It was definitely a great tilt. Let's hope that this is a sign of turning tides here, Polly. Yeah, I sure hope so. Uh, It'd be nice to look back on the season and go, this is the game that led to us winning the Cup. Boom. Boom. Big, big statement by Polly Cupcakes here today, folks. Uh, anything else, man? You got anything, Polly? Uh, you know, just after that interview, just remember, guys, that's that's nicer than hockey troll is to me. So, <laughs> the way he treated those guys, <laughs> and for uh, good reason. Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we always love talking to these guys, and 
hopefully we'll do it one or two more times before the season ends. Absolutely. Now, until Thursday, it's Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey, Caps fans. Thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.